So in Pasha's Miketz, with the Bob of a Roof, <laughs> I think, you know, even though he was from the Ukraine, you know, Krakow in Poland, it is very Polish Hasidus, because unlike the Moray 9 that we're learning, which takes a posuk and then just goes off on Avodah Hashem, uh, Kabbalistic concepts. Very little link to the original <coughs> posuk. Right. Right. Polish Hasidus is very midrashic. It starts with the medrash, it tropes on the medrash, and right at the end it brings this moralistic kind of thing. And uh, let's see how he does that today. Tell me if you think I'm I'm right on this. So in uh, in our parsha in Miketz, Vayar Yaakov, Jacob saw Kiyesh Shever b'Mitzrayim that there was Shever in Mitzrayim that there was grain in Egypt, there was famine in Canaan. And grain in Egypt. Egypt was the powerhouse. Because of Yosef. Because there was famine in Egypt too, except for what Yosef Correct. So this word shever is a very complicated word. And the medrash is very bothered by that word. Um, so the medrash rubber in Genesis rubber 91 says, Patach uh, Pitcha, the parsha opens with this pasuk. And he brings... As true Midrash does, you have a posuk, you have a problem with the posuk, you have a gap in the posuk, gap in understanding, an etymological problem. So you bring another posuk far away to bear on this posuk. We call that inner biblical Midrash. So he brings a, a verse from Psalm 146. Ashrei She'el Yaakov Be'ezro. Happy is the God of Jacob Be'ezro for his help. Sivro al Hashem Eloko, whose trust is in Hashem, his God. So, obviously, what's, both, what's trip, tripping the Bala Medrash is the word Shever, which means, well, what does it mean? There's Shever in Mitzrayim, grain or whatever. And Sivro, which is the same root letters, Shin, base, Resh. Happy are those who trust in the God of Jacob. Why? Shivra being happy or what? No, Ashrei is happy. So what's Shivra in this? Sivro al Hashem Elokov. Sivro here means hope or trust. Okay. So clearly the Shever and the the booty that's in, the grain that's in Egypt, in the Midrashic imagination, he's just thinking, thinking, what does that mean? What does that mean? And he grabs this posuk from Tehillim with the same words, but the etymological words are the same. But what's the connection? You know, happy is the God of Jacob. Okay, Jacob saw that there was grain in Egypt. It's not, clearly he, the Medrash is saying it's not the grain that was in Egypt, but his trust in God to go down to Egypt to get the grain. The intent of the Medrash is to draw our attention to the word Shever and to suggest that it is akin to the word used in Psalms, Sivro, meaning hope. So we have to understand why does the Medrash want to change the simple translation of the word grain into hope. That's how he wants to start his exposition. Intuitively, you can certainly see the connection. Yeah. So he starts off with the Rebbe Reb Melech, Rebbe Melech of Lezhensk, who comments on the Pasuk 
in Genesis 41:47. Fatas ha'oretz. Now this is after Joseph is predicting to Pharaoh the seven years of famine, the seven years of plenty. Okay, and so in the first seven years of plenty, vatas ha'oretz b'sheva, in the seven years of plenty, shenei hasova lekmotzim, the earth brought forth bounty by the handfuls, meaning it was so bountiful it just came oozing out by the handful. Kmitza is when the Kohen holds the flower in his in the cup of his hand. Shnei hasova, the years of satisfaction or plenty, likmotzim, it just came out by the goop, Google goops, goopfuls, goop. Is that an American expert? Goop. Goops. Goop is, but it doesn't mean that. Uh, goop. Gobs. 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 Don't ask me. I don't know. So, okay, so the Noemeli Lemelech comments on that verse. The seven years of plenty, the earth brought forth by the handful. The Noemeli Melech writes that one must distance oneself from the trait of kamtsonus vakilos, stinginess or miserliness. So he's doing a medrash on the word kamotsim and kamtsun, right? It's a kind of pun. From miserliness. Right, right. So the Noemeli Melech writes that. The Rabbeinu Tam writes in the Sefer HaYosha, Shah 6, that if a person is stingy or miserly, it's not just that the evil trait itself that the person possesses, but there are other bad Midos character defects that go along with this stinginess and miserliness. And this Mido is worse than all others because it will corrupt even your Avodas Hashem. Even your spiritual Stinginess life is and miser. The For someone who is stingy, he won't give charity, assist the poor or tzedakah, and any mitzvah he thinks might lead him to lose money, he'll neglect it and not perform that mitzvah. And therefore, it's impossible for someone who is stingy to be a servant of Hashem due to his evil heart and eye. So the Noemeli Melech writes that this is alluded to in the Posuk, Vatas Ha'oretz Besheva Shnei. Hasova likmotsim. I wonder what he means by stinginess. Mm. I was thinking that. I mean, is there the difference between stinginess and frugality, which is considered to be a virtue? Don't spend more money than you got. Mm. Um, don't waste your money on, mm. on on stuff. Don't you know? So here we have a virtue, and here we have a, a negative. And there's a line between them. I love it when and you say that. You just make the assumption that frugality is a virtue. You know, you should read Weber, The Rise of Protestant Capitalism yes. and, and, and the Rise of Capitalism and the Protestant Spirit. Well, what do you, by frugality, I mean, uh, don't... The bourgeois, the middle class that comes yeah. out of the Burgermeisters of Europe and frugality and holding your thing so you can develop yes. capital. If you, I'm not talking about developing capital, I'm talking about... Not I know, but you're making that assumption by saying frugality is a virtue. I don't know where you get that from. Except from the Perhaps culture. Perhaps from exactly from there, yeah. and from if if you grow, if you have an idea that money is endless, then you don't think like that. If you have an idea that money is non-existent, like right. you're poor, 
then you're the same as the people who have, a, have an endless money. Right. But if you're in the middle, and this is his point, the bourgeois, the middle class, which frankly is where, where I am, yeah. money is not endless. And it's not non-existent either. Right. So if I take care of it, I'll right. be fine. Baruch Hashem. Yeah, I'm not talking about your strategic yes. approach to money. I'm talking about your attitude to money. Okay. Meaning, I understand that you, you shouldn't spend more than, than you earn, right? Mm -hmm. One of my character defects. <laughs> But I'm, I'm more interested in the way you look at money as a spiritual idea. Well, I am money too. flows. I am and too. money... Uh, right. You know, so so I don't know what frugality means. I know that what kamot kamtsonus means, yeah. uh, because I'm tested every day when 20 mishalochim show up at my house right. in Parkside Estates, right. and I'm tested because some of them are more egregious than others. Some have a sob story that gets me. Right. Some have medical issues that are fake. Some have. Yeah. Um, you know, yet another kolel in Beit Shemesh uh, with 20 guys. Some have clearly went into business and didn't know what they were doing and got their shirts on tail. Um, and you're, you're listening to these stories all the time. Which puts you in a position of being, of judging them, right. deciding how big a check right. you're going to write. Right. And that's not... It's a horrible position uh, yeah, to be in, right? I don't want to be in that right. position. Right. So, so my friends, some of my friends say, look, I'm just giving $18 to everybody, right? I don't want to do that, right? So I have like three circles of giving. We're really off the path. So my, um, <laughs> I have three circles of giving, right? So the, the inner circle is the institutions that I love, yeah. uh, that my children were educated, that yeshivas I went to, that I feel loyalty to, right? Uh, the outer circle is... <laughs> The guy that comes to the front door, and I have no knowing who he is from. Right. I don't trust the green card, and I give him 18 bucks. Okay. It's the middle section that's the challenge, right? The outer section everyone knows about. The inner section, we all have our pet charities. This middle section is the very challenging section. And that, that, that really stretches at the end of the week. Mm -hmm. What I'm looking at, here is a yid that's coming to me on the one hand. He's nebuch. He has to travel 6,000 miles to knock on my door. How must that feel, right? I mean, I just have such rachmonus for him. But some of them are so aggressive. And I give them and they go, that's not enough. Or well, then go away. You know. <laughs> give me my check back. Thank you very well, much. Have a nice day. And then sometimes I'm just not in the mood to answer the door. And sometimes yes. I'm just it's feeling stingy. Because to do. I'm okay. feeling There we stingy. Go. So now let's talk about, okay. what are we talking about? So he's saying, the Rabbeinu Tam is saying, this is the worst meter because it infects your Avodos Hashem. If you're a Kamtsam, you are miserly and stingy. So the Noemelim says, that comes from that potter. Yosef comes to rectify the Klippus of Mitzrayim. He's coming and knows that, that I can stay in Eretz Yisrael. <laughs> That's fine. But if I want to take the energy from Mitzrayim, I got to go down there and I've got, he's the Tzaddik, so he's got to go down into the Klippa to rescue the sparks. So Yosef rectified during the seven years of Fanim, Lekamotzim, to eradicate from them this revolting quality of Kamtsonus. It's a pun. Kamotzim, Kamtsonus, stinginess. Mm -hmm. Now the root of the word Kamtsonus comes from a lack of trust in the Rabboni Shalom. 
because you lack bitachon, because you don't realize that money flows from above to you. This is the idea of, of, en- of the endless of flow. Money. Right. Okay. My father used to say that Homer starts with the expression pantare. Life flows. There's always a there's a flowing. There's always an it's it's always flowing. That's how Homer starts, right? Because of a lack in this bitachon, in this sense that everything that comes into my account comes from above, the person imagines that if they will distribute the money to the poor or use it to support those spending their time learning, they will be sorely lacking the funds needing for their own but living look, expenses. Shaliyah comes, comes yeah. to your door and you write him a check for $50,000. How many times can you? I don't know. No, right. No, I I understand that that it has to be the midah ubahadraga. Rav Nachman says it has to be proportionate. That's your judgment. Your judgment That's call right. is the so, proportionate giving. Right. So here's where we're getting into frugality, stinginess. This is yes. the area of judgment. Do you give a check to yes. fifty thousand dollars for this fellow who just comes? And he's really right. he's looking for a dollar. You know, he's coming around right. and sure, and you give him fifty thousand. Why not? Right. But plus, a lot of your taxes go to very poor people as well. <laughs> this is what they want to hear. <laughs> so it does. Okay, so this is in contrast to someone, apparently, for the Noemeli Melach, who trusts that, that money is spirituality, that money coming down to you is a brocha. Brocha means, right, hamshocha. It comes down and knows that it's the Almighty One who sustains all life. Certainly. So there is a direct correlation between... He who is machaye, the chiyus, the vitality, which in Hasidus is a divine vitality. It's not de natura, a, a, a natural vitality, but it's a divine vitality. And that is associated with whatever comes into my account. Are you recording this now? Okay, I'll be quiet. No, I I'm, may I'm not share it because <laughs> um, it's getting naughty. So, in fact, they know that by opening their hand to give to the others... Hashem opens the gates of his treasures to bless the giver with abundance. And that in my life has been the ultimate ruling concept. I get up in the morning. I am a pipe. Whatever you pour into the top, I just want to let you know, it's going to come out the bottom to whoever. There will be nothing left. I'm going to distribute it, whether it's my medical knowledge or my funds or my thing. Whatever my job today is that whatever sheffer comes in the top goes out. But is that true? You have a nice house. You you don't live in poverty yourself, Baruch Hashem. Well, I'm I'm not right. I'm not sure that I have to become impoverished. That's what I'm but, talking about. But clearly, there is a point at which you say, "I've got to I've got to pay for my house. I got to I've got to pay for right, lunch. Right. Uh, I can't just simply right. give everything. So out then, because that's I one extreme. Like they that, have needs. Right, that's one extreme. Needs. And the other extreme is I need to build up capital. Well, that's a different concept, I think. That's a business well, it's, concept. But in order to do that, you have to withhold. I know. That's, you that's, have to have that concept. That's what of, Weber's, Weber's talking about. Yes. About. That's not what I'm talking about, though. I'm talking about just managing your finances. Using which, judgment which you, to manage the finances. Using judgment to right. manage your finances. Right. Which you do. Of course you do. Because yes. you're not in bankruptcy at the moment. And, right. and you would be if you didn't yeah. do that. So in the merit of tzedakah, Hashem blesses the bal tzedakah with brachas. And that's why it says in Ksubas, Melach Momen Chosa. Rashi explains, someone who ins- wishes to salt their money and preserve it should give it away to Tzedakah. Okay. 
The Shin of Aruv, the Divri Yecheskel, quotes a story that took place with Reb Mendel of Rimenov. Reb Mendel once gave a bracha to someone for wealth. The man who received this blessing became fabulously rich. The Ropshitz Aruv asked his Rebbe, the, the Reb Mendel of Rimenov, why he bestowed all the wealth on one individual rather than distributing it among several people. Reb Mendels responded that this man's abundant wealth was not the result of his brocha. It came as a result of his generous distribution of tzedakah. Very interesting. You go to a Rebbe for opinion, you give me a brocha. Give me a brocha for health, for wealth, for this or that, right? And you think it's coming from the Rebbe. And the Rebbe says, it doesn't come from me. It came because he was giving tzedakah. And that's ref- reflected in the words of the words of the Balaturim on the Pasuk for Nosnu Ish Koifer Nafsho when it came to giving uh, the Machsis HaShekel and Kisisa, the person has to give Koifer Nafsho. It's on each one for his own soul. The Nosnu could be read in both directions. Vov, Nun, Tov, Nun, Vov. Is that a palindrome? Yeah. It can be read in both directions, right? Yes. This teaches us that one who gives to the poor, not only will he lose the money, he'll receive the money. It's a beautiful What is quip. that? Oh. The he shall give. Oh, wow. but, if you, it, but he shall give, he will receive. Oh, it's a God. palindrome. It's brilliant. Yeah. So one who trusts in Hashem with Betochem will never withhold Sudoka from another Yid because he understands that giving will only increase his wealth. Isn't it we shall give? No. Who? Okay. No. The he shall give it. He shall give it. The paragon of Bitachon. Oh, because the Nun is not part, it's yes, not part of the yes. thing, it's a part of the shirt. Was Yosef HaTzadik. So he epitomized a person whose Bitachon resulted with blessings. So the Medrash says in Vreshus Rabbah 89 of Yosef, Ashrei Hageva Asher Som Hashem Miftacho. Fortunate is the man who makes Hashem his trust. So when Yosef is in Mitzrayim and he is the Majbir, he is gathering the Shever, the years of grain, then an amazing bracha was in the storage house. That's in the Medrash. Contrast this with the grain that was stored by the Egyptians. The Egyptian grain rotted. It says in Genesis 41.55, When all the land of Egypt was famished, the people cried to Pharaoh for bread because the Egyptian storage of grain rotted, according to Rashi. So where did the new grain come? So there, Kamtsonus, right, was represented by the storehouses of the grain houses. That represented their bank accounts. So where did the grain that Yosef is giving out, where did that come from? That comes from the seven years of famine, and that was Kamtsonim, right? It was I'm full. confused. I thought he saved all the grain from the, from the rich times, but now we learn that that all rotted. So where right. did the grain come from um, later? Is this a separate miracle? Yes, yes. Okay, so yeah. the, it's a, the whole yes. deal is a miracle. It's not um, Yosef's good business sense to save up during Correct. the fat times and then Correct. you've got it during the poor times. Really, that all rotted. That this rotted. is something right. new. Right. Okay. So his interpreting the dream really didn't have anything to do with what happened, did it? Or the dream represented his spiritual state. Hmm. So the fact that he represents that bitachon is mirrored in the bank account or the storehouse of his grain, which was just overflowing. And the, their bank accounts, which was just completely filled and filled, just rotted because they didn't give. 
So the insight into Yosef's trust allows us to understand the message of the Noemeli Melech. Bitachon and Kamtsonus. Stinginess and faith are polar opposites. Yosef utilized his bitachon, his faith and its resulting bracha in the Egyptian grain, to eradicate the evil of stinginess from the culture. I think this is a very profound Noemeli Melech that we're missing. It's not just he was generous, therefore it came back to him, and they were stingy, and so it didn't come back to them. Noemelech saying something beyond that, at a meta level, where does his generosity come from? Yosef's? Yosef's. Why in the world is he generous at all? Never mind. We're off the... We're, we've left the, the Pasuk the, right. behind. The so, knech okay. of the Noem Elimelech, you mustn't miss this. Okay. Otherwise, you're just at the... The Medrash tells us that. We know okay. that Shever and Sover and Kamtsonus okay. and that, that came... So forget about and, the Pasuk. Right, and, the, the, uh, and, 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 and we already knew the... Um, the Balaturim, right, and the Rabbeinu Tam, that already just already made those connections. So what is the what is the Chiddush of the Noemeli Melech? Okay. The Chiddush of the Noemelech is that Yosef is the Tzaddik. What makes the Yosef the Tzaddik is the Bitachon that his generosity will produce. That is the Chiddush of it. It's a profound Chiddush. Well, then he'll be okay. What, what, no, that, that he has the bitachon that his generosity will reap the rewards. That we didn't make that connection. We just made the moral connection of midos, the midos, right, from the from the from the balaturim and from and what rewards from from uh, the rabbeinu tan on in the sefer hayosha. That's just moral qualities, moral qualities, the virtues and the vices, right? It's a virtue to be generous and it's a vice to be, right? Huh. Are but you what? Still, are you still recording? Yeah, but what? But and, and talk, they love you better than me. So, but what, what, what the Noemi what Melech, I want to point out is that his bitochon in the resulting bracha is not just, you know, I'm a good guy, you're a bad guy, I'm going to get rich, you're going to get poor, but I'm here. To, to fix the Kamtsonus of Mitzrayim. The Tzadik goes down into the Klippa to rest the Nitzutsus. And for the Noem Elimelech, in a moral sense, that means he's not just doing it for himself, that he becomes wealthy. That's what... Uh, and it's more than just money, it seems like it's... No, it's, uh, nothing, to do, it's nothing to do with money. It's, it's the Klippa of Mitzrayim. It's the Ervas Oretz. It's that human. we knew in the Sefer Yosha, right? You do a good thing and get it it's back. It's human relations in right? human society yeah. as a whole. That, that, that it's to uproot and eradicate the evil and stinginess of the culture because Amisrael has to emerge from that. They have to go down into that and emerge from that with the energy of Mitzrayim and with all the, hmm. the nitsutsas that Mitzrayim hmm. had. Hmm. But he, they have to leave behind the ervasor, right? Hmm. And so that's the meat of Bitochon, right? Oh. So now let's go back to the Medrash. Posach Pitcha Lahai Pasha. The Pasha begins, Pasha originally began with Ayar Yaakov Kiyesh Sheva B'Mitzrayim. So why did the Balamedrash bring in that, that posture from Tehillim? Ashrei She'el Yaakov Be'ezra Sivro El Hashem Yaakov. Now he's going to come back to it using the Noem Elimelech's trope. The Medrash says, happy he who has God of Yaakov for his help because his trust is in Hashem. So what he is taking it to the next level 
and saying the Medrash intends no play. It's not a play. It's not a pun on Sheva and Seva. It's conveying a very profound message that Yaakov saw that was that there was grain in Egypt, meaning that there was the opportunity to fix to fix the sivro, right, through trusting in the Rebbeinu Shalom, through that meter of Bitochon, that they would be able to convert the Sheva, the grains that were rotting because of the lack of Bitochon, because the stocker didn't come back, he saw the opportunity to make a tikkun. The Pasha teaches then the critical lesson, right? And what I think he is missing here, it's not just a moral lesson. It's that money is spirituality. And so therefore it's not just about midos tovos versus midos gunos. That we learnt already in the Medrash and we learnt in Sefer Yosha. That's just a moral thing. What the Noyem Elibelech do is taking the notch up. It's saying this is the most integral part of our spirituality. Money. And the way you give money. Mm-hmm. And your attitude when you're giving to that Meshulach. The attitude is the critical part of the Ruchnius. It's not the pruta you're giving. Yeah, we knew that from the Medrash. We knew that from the Sefer Yosha and the Rabbeinu Tam. Right. I think that's a very profound notion of money. It's the spirituality of money. It's the yes. notion that pantare, yeah. right. everything flows, like Homer says, yeah. and money flows. Yeah. And the way you hold money, I mean, you know, in the last 30 years, this new economics has moved the wealth to the 1% yeah. of the 1%. Right, exactly. So what we're getting to is like what we had in the Ukraine in that in that era. We've got some people who've got nothing. Mm-hmm. Who are My father told a story about one of his friends. They had a bone hanging on the wall in the kitchen. a bone. And his, the boy's mother would put this bone in the soup. Yeah. And then they'd take the bone out and they hang it back up on the wall. This is so they could have flashic. So we're going... So <laughs> we have that on the one side. And on the other side, you've got the Poritz, who has virtually <coughs> unlimited... 99.9%. Exactly, right. right. So we're heading towards that. So you have so it's that idea of money. We don't have the middle class idea of money, but if I'm careful with my money, if I'm frugal, I'll be fine. You've got people who have got nothing. You have a savings plan when you've got nothing. And if you've got endless money, because you're the Poritz or the 1%, then... Being frugal also doesn't mean anything. Right. So there's no room for that. There's, we're not talking about that. So instead, we're ta- so by moving to a society where we have very rich people and people who don't have anything, we're moving towards the society that they're talking about here as, and away from the society that really has nothing to do with this, where you do have right. a middle class who are fine as long as they take a, keep an right. eye on things. Is it, is it this, ten- model, this, this model of, of um, spirituality and money works in the, in the Ukraine model. It doesn't, it's, I think it works here too, but we have to think about it a little more harder to figure out how it works for us because I have plenty of money. Right. I don't have endless money. I don't have no money. Right, but you know, guess what the leading cause of homelessness in L.A. today is? Medical debt. Medical debt. Exactly. Because Medical this country debt. is nuts on that question. Okay, so we, we took right. a and we took did, a we took a society that was right? supposed to be beneficial to provide medical care for all. Right. What have we done? We turned it into a capitalist exactly. pig. Uh, system exactly. that can kick you out of your house because exactly. you can't afford to pay and for nobody your angioplasty. decides to, to have, gee, wouldn't it be fun to have angioplasty this week? So nobody we have to, to start a gemach to manage medical debt.